This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Remember yours. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, my mic just went flaccid just now. <laughs> Why am I having dick? I mean, mic problems. <laughs> there we go. See, we're black for you. Show me. Oh, why did we not get video today? You look Read pretty. the boob, babe. Oh, I'm. You don't need to ask me twice to look at your boobies. Yours are looking quite nice today, too. Thank you. I have two bras on. <laughs> what? Because I rode today. So it's mm-hmm. like a bra and then a sports bra. Oh, Okay. It's, it's, Whatever. they're, they're, we're, yes, we're at that level. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole episode on its own of like sports bras for, for curvy ladies. Yeah. And I'm not good about all those things you're supposed to do, you know, for your bosoms, like go and get fitted for a proper bra. Like I'm yeah. never going to do that. Okay. No. So just, I can ask. do it for you if you really want me to. I used to work at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> um, it's really not rocket science. I'll be honest. You don't even need to take your shirt off. <laughs> I bought like a pack of three Adidas sports bras from Amazon and I absolutely love them. They're like the most comfortable bras I've had in years. That's <laughs> awesome. $20 for three. So, you know, great well, things. I just can ended happen. up, I, I don't know if you've seen the video. That occasionally rears its head on my my social medias. But when I was in Mongolia, I was riding towards like the start line for the race, and everyone in the cars, like they they have the cars follow you with all the, the other riders in it. Um, they were jeering, like literal jeers, cheers, laughter, because I was riding a Mongolian horse that was feral with one hand, so I could hold my tits down with the other because they kept knocking me in the fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was wearing the wrong bra. <laughs> there are consequences. So, there are consequences. And so that leads me to my breast looks so perky today because I rode this morning. Pretty fancy. Pretty fancy. Well, not as fancy as you, dressage queen. I am the dressage queen. Thank you. You're killing it out there. I saw you like went to a show and you didn't cry. Wait, did you cry? No, I didn't cry. Yay! Um, it was I so you know you did well. Yeah, like it went really well. I had one weird moment of nerves, uh, which was, you know, I, I was doing an introductory dressage test, which is walk trot. And I picked the one that only has one halt, you know, is the simplest of tests because uh, I never showed, I've never shown Ben. I've never taken him anywhere before we went on that trail ride a month or two ago. And uh, I know he's been in hunter shows, but that was like 100 years ago. And with stabby children and that's not how i wanted this day to go uh so no. i went as easy as possible <laughs> good and taking him down you know when you you go around the ring before your test before you go in i suddenly felt this weird gulp in my <laughs> in my stomach uh which that's wasn't not... the heat stroke i was having at the same time your stomach dropped like you had to go poop 
Yeah, not physically poop because that would have been. Awkward. I know how to deal with that feeling too, but it was just, <laughs> it was show nerves. It was show nerves. And it surprised me probably to the extent that uh, it went away because I was so surprised at myself for having nerves for something that is literally nothing, which is me showing up to show him the inside of a ring. <laughs> yeah, but it's your body's natural reaction to anything. Like your subconscious is like, this is new. Yeah. Right. Or I remember this and you freak out about this. <laughs> and I'm like, so, no, we don't freak out anymore. <laughs> which one did you get more? Because I know we had talked about when you went on the trail ride. Which mm -hmm. one had the most nerves? The trail ride or the dressage test? The trail ride. Interesting. Because I felt nerves just getting my stuff together to walk down to the trailer. Okay. I got antsy show nerves. Uh, and then he settled in and I said, oh, this is fine. And it was fine. Um, for the show, I literally felt no nerves until that moment when I was like halfway down the side of the arena walking and it it was it was I feel like it was more of a memory yeah of a feeling than a real feeling well um, you're and your and background is more shows like so mm -hmm. where I prefer trail rides we've all established that you're not the hugest fan of them <laughs> and flip side you're more of a fan and have more experience doing the competition where mm -hmm. i'm not a fan i prefer to be a groom or be in the background at a show rather than in the arena right right because i grew up a mad competitor with the most insane ambitions i mean you're still competitive and ambitious it's just in a different arena yeah 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 i really have filtered all of that ragey ambition into writing books as quickly and as aggressively as possible. <laughs> well, it's working for you, okay? Because I've been talking about you recently. I actually went on a, a trail ride yesterday, not to digress too much, but we were like on a road ride, like around my friend's neighborhood. I was borrowing her her draft horse, and uh, she was like, "So Natalie has like a cult following." I'm like, "Oh, I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's true." I was like, "Someone's gonna murder me just because I know her, like, and I'm friends with her. They're gonna go and pretend to be me one day just to get close to her." <laughs> I'm fully aware i got i got a little bit of i'm not gonna say special treatment it wasn't oh. i didn't i didn't get anything out of the ordinary what i got was um there it was uh it was almost like a sitcom like um when somebody you know when you're dealing with somebody and they like hate you like let's say like the soup nazi let's use the soup nazi as an example no soup for you and elaine walks in and his face just goes full rage <laughs> but the next customer he's just like oh okay i kind of got that <laughs> from somebody no way <laughs> where they were like they were just not looking up they were just done with the day already and then i walked up and said my name and the face came up there was a warm smile. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good. It is good. Be I'm not a person who easily makes friends. Uh, I'm not a person who easily um, makes people think they want to be my friend once they've spoken to me. So <laughs> oh, if I can reach out in a different way, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you reach out a lot and you via your books. And anyway, I think it's good. And I think the fact that you're getting back in the ring is such an awesome thing. It's what you've been working towards the last couple of months with like Ride IQ. Um, and our clubhouse has spoken, Natalie. They have told us 
that they have ideas of what we should talk about. And so we have to do what they say. We do have to do what they say. They are in charge. There are more of them than there are of us. Yeah, we're and they're infinitely smarter than we are. <laughs> proven time after time. <laughs> so today's topic is going to be like horse show prep. And I, you know, you and I had chatted. I think that we need two episodes. I think we need a part one and a part two because part one should be like a physical prep. Let's talk about the exercise, the getting ready, getting your your show things together. And then maybe part mm -hmm. two could be my sweet spot talking about that whole mindfulness, the mental aspect of sport. Makes perfect sense to me. Plus, we don't have to come up with another topic for the next episode. That's true. We are so, lazy by nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're being mindful <laughs> of our own natures. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, and so just, you know, for those listeners out there, I realize I'm very blatantly obvious about my desire to not be in the arena. It doesn't mean I haven't been. I'm very familiar with horse shows. I've <laughs> attended many in my life. I've actually won ribbons. Um, but I choose to be on the sidelines. And sometimes that's actually better because we know really what goes into the trailer, what goes into the exercises, what goes into making sure the rider and the horse are as prepared as they can be. So Natalie, you have a great perspective from the rider's side. So I'm going to let you handle that and we'll, I'll kind of back you up. <laughs> okay. So the first thing you want to do when you're prepping for a show is you want to panic really hard. Uh, wrong. <laughs> you don't want to, it just happens. <laughs> um, you know, I have been the person with lists, the person who had to pack the trailer the night before for, you know, a long weekend at the show. And uh, you always forget something. And the my number one reminder is the same thing I remind myself when I'm going to like Europe and I'm only taking, you know, a carry on is they sell that there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever In you don't have, they sell that there. You'll be fine. <laughs> Or you could borrow it from your stallmate or from, mm -hmm. you know, the, the girl down the hall that's always borrowing your fly spray. Like, payback's a bitch. Yeah. But I do, with that in mind, I do set my start setting up my things, like, in one area a few days out. So I go, I even if it's something I'm still using, I leave it out and in just, like, sort of a vague little collection of bottles and, and, and buckets and things. Um... So that it's just all gathered and it's not, it's not a morning of thing because no, no, I that's never a terrible be a morning idea. of Packer, but it is a night before looking over my collection of things, making sure it's all organized. Um, and that way, cause I have a scattered brain, so I'll think, uh, Shoshin and I'll go and put the Shoshin in and then I will go, you know, make you know, a jar of pickles. And while I'm making a jar of pickles, I'll think, um, uh, extra hoof pick. And I'll go and put that into my pack. You know, like, I don't really possess an A to Z brain anymore. <laughs> it's more of an A6, um, 45Q, you know, back to A <laughs> kind of brain. <laughs> I mean, I do that when I'm traveling. I think it's important for you to, you can make a list. I know I'm a list maker. I lose my list, but it, it helps me to correct my brain like if I make the list from the beginning and then I go through and I I start pulling those things and again putting them I have a little pile mm -hmm. that I put together I think that's a great idea and to you can always edit the list 
in the yeah. next few days. I put the list in your phone because that's the only way I don't lose lists. Yeah. And yeah, don't pay for Evernote, which I did last year. And I really liked Evernote will never sponsor us because <laughs> I did. And I really liked it. And then I started reading all these scary articles that. Oh, uh, about the AI. Yeah, that they were like going to change it and it was going to become twice as expensive and stuff. So I had to move all my stuff out of it and back into my free notes app on my phone. And that was a big waste of time. Yeah. So don't be me. Yeah, I do like a to do list. Like on my mm -hmm. on my iPhone, I use the reminders, and I just yeah. do to do list, and I start crossing them off. And I think, like in some ways, that does mentally prepare you too, as physically, because you you in the getting organized, you tend to, um, you know, center yourself. But I always tell people, and this seems like a crazy thing, always have an extra like stirrup leather and an extra rain. <laughs> Because you would be shocked at how often those things snap. <laughs> I didn't have either of those things. Uh, but I'm sure somebody at the show would have. Yeah, you know? I'm an over-preparer. I literally yeah. prepare for any eventuality. Um, but grooming objects, of course. Now, how do you prepare your horse? So let's talk about how did you prepare Ben for the show to going on property? Um, I don't know that I really prepared him for going off property. Other than I just this was a let's see what Ben does kind of situation. So, <laughs> I, so your expectations were like a little bit on the lower side. Oh, they were on the floor. See, yeah, I like think I that's great. I didn't go in with there was the whole point, and maybe this is just like a really great tip for the your first time out with your horse or your first time out in a really long time is do the easiest thing possible because a the ex the the prep for it is much easier right if i'm preparing to go into the ring for three minutes trot walk trot again walk again and then leave the ring then i can get prepped for that pretty capably in the two weeks leading up to it we do a lot of walking and we do a lot of halting <laughs> and <some> trotting <laughs> we're prepared um so and then have no expectation whatsoever of you know like i have to pin I have to get a great score. I wasn't worried about any of that. I decided on one thing that I wanted to do well, and that was I wanted to have a really nice walk to halt. And so I worked on a lot of halts. I said, this will be a test where I get a really nice halt. Um, and I, I spent a lot of time working on a square halt. And he likes to drag his right hind at the halt. And so I, wor I worked really hard on that with... I took some ride IQ lessons and I thought about my hips and I thought about managing the walk with my hips and things like that. And then I managed that into halt. And then in the ring, I have no idea if I got a square halt because my free walk was so good <laughs> that I was riding all the way across the diagonal on the free walk going, this is the best free walk anyone has ever done ben is the greatest free walker on the planet and then it was literally just in the corner pick up a medium walk and then go down the center line and the medium walk was slow because i was still like that free walk kicked so much ass that's my showpiece <laughs> I, I love that though i love that i think it's important to go in and just say like this is practice and if we do well it's just another coin in the in the bucket to like put towards a future event yeah i mean i've never i've never ridden ben in an arena 
in an arena. Right, you ride in your paddock. I ride him in a paddock amongst trees. I have no idea. I do approximations of 20 meter circles. I do sort of serpentines. I have no center lines. I, have, I ride up parallelograms. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had literally never taken him in an arena ever in like however long, five years that I've been riding him. No arenas, no walls, nothing. <laughs> but you did, so, so, but you have been putting him, like, the one thing you've been focusing on since I was there in February has really been riding him regularly and getting him into a consistent program. Yes. And I feel like that is what got you to this point where he was calmer, he was steadier under saddle, mm-hmm. you, you were more legged up, that you felt like you could sit anything. Yes. Yeah. And... So I felt like when I say I had no expectations, I felt like he could freak out and be a giraffe because he hadn't been at a show in a long time and he'd never been around like, you know, a dressage letter or a tent at the end of the arena with two people sitting in it. Um, or he could perform the way he performs at home and do really well because we were 100% prepared as we could be to do a walk trot test. 100%. Because... We've worked really hard on our walk and our trot since March. We've done very little with canter, and there was no reason to do any sort of canter work. None. See, I think that's the important thing, like, we got to talk about, too, with, like, horse show prep is it starts so much earlier because so many people I see ramp up the exercise right before the show. Yeah. And I have this benefit of knowing some top-level riders. And that's actually something that they advise against. You actually go easier just before the show. You mm-hmm. put in all the work months before. You get that foundation in. And then the week leading up to the show, you just do some light schooling because you don't want to use all the gas in the tank for the event. Yeah. Or like before the event, right? You want to save it for the competition. Absolutely. And you should have a baseline that's higher than what you're doing. And that baseline should be well established so that if you have a day like I had where it was 98 degrees and the heat index was around 120. Damn. Damn. And you say, I am going to get on this horse. I'm going to walk him around so he can see stuff. And I'm not going to warm him up, which is what I did. Then you can still go into the arena and perform somewhere close to your baseline, which is what we did. I did not, I trotted him two 20 meter circles and then I took him into the shade and I stood and waited for my test. We waited maybe 15 minutes because they let somebody else go ahead of me. And I was like, no, I just want to get off this horse. Uh, (laughs) You (laughs) don't understand. You were dressed in your show gear, which is not the most comfortable for summer. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more comfortable than it was the last time I showed. (laughs) I had a nice, you know, mesh lined white shirt. Uh... But yeah, I was hot. I was hot. I learned a lot about my own fitness on Saturday and none of it was good. No, I don't do well in heat at all. And it's been established. Um, But getting back to your point about doing more at home, I think so I'm grown up in the hunter jumper world. And we it's a fact like the horse might jump three foot or three six at home regularly. But they go to the show, they're jumping two foot, Mm -hmm. right? They're jumping two six. They're doing something that's easier for them at the show. Right. So they can do well. They can perform. They can be on point. Yeah. Yeah. The show is not where you learn 
or try new things. <laughs> Don't try new things at a Please horse show. Please don't train your horse at the show. I mean, speaking as a person who has trained a horse to jump by taking him to a hunter pace, um, but that's not really a show. That's as messy as you want it to be. <laughs> no, no. And hey, listen, there are some people who do. Like, I know a lot of people with young horses, they go to their first show. And again, it's just to get them used to the the sights, the sounds, the smells, the noise. Well, Last you're training year, the show. You're not right. training the exercises. Exactly. Exactly. Right. The horse was already legged up. Um, there was a big difference in one of my clients. I've known this horse since he was two years old. Um, last year he went to hits in Vermont and he was a mess. He was baby brain. He was mm -hmm. screaming, calling. I mean, it, they got embarrassed. The riders both definitely came off, uh, you know, a lot of refusals. Um, and, but again, they just wanted him to have an experience. There was, there put a lot of work into the groundwork and just getting him used to the sights and sounds. And this year he went to Saratoga and killed it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they didn't change. They did amp up his exercise a little bit, his foundational work as he got older, but it was more the experience, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It becomes, okay, this again, at a certain point. Just like yeah. when you, you have an off-track thoroughbred and they have tons of experience going places, mm -hmm. loads of experience going places, but their expectations have to be altered. And that's where all of the school age shows come in. <laughs> right. It's like, you're not here to run. Yeah. No, this is a different vibe i have a picture that. in um practical horsemen from years ago that i wrote an article and i used a picture of um an off-track thoroughbred that I, I took to 100 pace and it was his first time off the farm not going to the races because he had trained like farm to race and so he got off that trailer and just instant giraffe just unbelievably tall and I just he would take a bite of grass and put his head straight up again and look around <laughs> he was so ready to go and the picture is hilarious <laughs> so just standing <laughs> looking at him like you're an idiot he's he's standing eight feet above me with grass <laughs> coming out of his mouth like we're running now right we're running right well yeah, yeah that's what they were trained yeah, to do baby. we're running oh. five miles and there's gonna be jumps let's go <laughs> Well, and you know what? Yeah, you got to pace yourself. I mean, with <laughs> with uh, horse show prep, you know, there's a lot of people who get nervous about going to a show if they haven't done it in a long time. And it's all – it's the same thing as like with anything. It's the same thing as when you exercise your horse or when you go on trail rides. Repetition mm -hmm. makes for comfort. Yes. The more you do something, the better you're going to be at it. And lower your expectations. I think that's the best advice you could possibly give is just – practice. I started lowering my expectations, honestly, when I was a teenager and I found out it worked um, <laughs> because I can't really explain where it got started, but it, it has something to do with my own mindset, which is like, I have, I definitely have like an arrogant mindset. And so I would go to these shows and I would just be like, I'm blowing this off. Like mentally, I would tell myself, you don't give a shit. None of this <laughs> matters. Go in there and jump your jumps no one cares. And that was enough for me <laughs> to shake down my show nerves that I would go into the arena and be like, this doesn't matter. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> my shit don't stink. And I figured out that it actually made me ride really well. <laughs> well, no, I it's think like, I, that's so smart because th that's my biggest problem is I think I care too much. Mm-hmm. Like I overthink everything because it matters. Everything matters to me that over time I've had to really figure out. Like, so the horse shows when I was doing them, I was so cognizant of like, 
not making a mistake, not embarrassing myself, not doing something wrong, making sure I was a good rider for my horse. Like that was going through my head where I was literally vomiting for a week mm. before the show, just in anticipation. You know, yeah. once I was there, it was actually better. Yeah, because repetition taught me like going into this it was like, do you know your test? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know my test. And I'm not going to think about it because I have learned that I internalize things uh, and they're in there. You know what I mean? So like in the vault. Yeah. I'll, if I need it, it'll be there. And if it isn't, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's always next time. Yeah, there is. It's not a big deal. <laughs> But then when you do well, I mean, I was so proud of you because I saw your scores and you were so happy that you did it. Like even just doing it, I think, is is a huge accomplishment. Just doing it is. And this was a ride a test kind of situation because it was a three phase schooling show, but you could just pull out and do one phase. Um, so pull uh, out. Sorry. <laughs> so I just did, I just did the dressage phase. And so I just said, this is the test I'm going to do. So it wasn't like I was in a division. And so I didn't even know if they were going to score it with ribbons or they were just going to hand you a test or what. Um, I wanted a ribbon. Obviously, I always want something pretty to show for my day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I want, oh, I think only one other person, maybe two other people did the same test as me. So they ended up piling all of the test of choice together and uh, did ribbons based on that, which was very nice of them. And they're wonderful people at that show facility. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. You're, did you just dump your microphone and some yeah, kind of mental yeah, I, fit? I still can't figure out how I had it set on this desk last week. So <laughs> little inside baseball. That's all right. It's a view into uh, into our everyday lives. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, the barn I'm at. I actually really like horse show days because they have them at least – they go to a lot of shows. So we have a lot of teenagers that want to show. They got back from hits. They were up in Saratoga for a week. And then, you know, they do a show like every other weekend. Um, so there's a lot of shows. Not everybody has to show. They try to stick it to a Sunday, you know, when the barn's kind of closed to yeah. lessons. Um, but I love show days because I get the barn to myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I get the whole arena to my lonesome. And it is awesome. But, you know, they've got it nailed down. Like, they've done shows so much that everybody knows exactly what their role is, what they have to bring. Mm -hmm. And and they just keep it organized because of, they do it so often. And um, I kind of envy that a little bit. Like the um, the team aspect of it, the camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're all kind of part of it. And, and so I don't feel like an outsider at all. Trust me. Um, you know, I walk in the barn and it's like, hey, there's here. You know, it's super cute and I love it. I love my barn so much. It's everything that like 15 year old me could have ever asked for. <laughs> um, but I do think sometimes I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to go and groom for them one day or be on hand. And I did that last year at Vermont. I went and I was their backup body worker, you know, in case anybody was sore or whatever for the horses. And I had so much fun being behind the scenes and being part of that, like riding our little bikes around because I never wanted to compete at hits or yeah. anything like that. Like that amount of pressure that I'd put on myself to do well mm -hmm. and again it's my pressure you know but behind the scenes my god I had the best time I I I always enjoy being a groom like I often say you know if being a groom paid proper money 
like a livable grown up job. Um, that's probably something I would continue to pursue. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, you're it good is, at it's it. That, it's that team aspect. You yeah. don't get a lot in horses. And so when you're able to combine like that natural desire to be part of something bigger than yourself and horses, that's really cool. It is cool. And listen, not everybody can compete. Um, there's a financial aspect to it that we can't ignore. People I, who compete a lot have a lot I am of afraid that my – what I'm trying to temper is the way my nature is going to push me um, versus what I can reasonably spend. Um, staying married is really important to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it definitely throws a wrench in things. Mm -hmm. it, the whole staying married part is really difficult. And um, I'm trying to be frank about that with my husband. Like, look at this opportunity. I turned it down <laughs> kind of situation. Oh, yeah. Like, just so you know, you are special and I can say no. Yeah, it's like I said, no. Your relationship. I did say no to a, an opportunity this week because... I really knew he would be like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Well, uh, now I'm really glad that he said yes to us going on the Horse Lovers Cruise for the Horse Radio Network. Oh, my God. I know. That one is – that's a big one. Uh <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to – I mean, we can pay in installments. It's fine. Yeah, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. We'll manage. <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, so, yeah. So I have to – I have to watch that tendency because it's there. And so that's something that if I were if I if I were with a bunch of kids and they were going to a show, I would be like, Y'all going to a show? <laughs> you got any of those uh entry forms? <laughs> you got room in the I wanna I wanna ride with you guys. I wanna do it. <laughs> yeah, I have to be part of it. I have to be part of it. And I and I was silently think to myself, I'm gonna show all of you bitches. Even though I'm <laughs> trying not to be like that. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, there's nothing I love more than going to a show. My kids do the IEA. And so I actually really look forward to the days that they go show. I get mad if I have to work because I want to go and spend the whole day there. And then mm. because I'm not just there to support them, I'm su there to support the whole team in whatever capacity they need. Um, and yeah, there's sometimes, you know, someone throws a leg wrap or gets dirty when they're not supposed to. Or last year there was a a pin that opened up and was stabbing the horse. Um, oh, that's always yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, let's, let's get rid of that. Um, so I enjoy that, but it's amazing to see like the work that goes in, even on the people that run the show, their side of things, the arenas and the dragging and the having the officials, like it's, it's a lot of work. I am interested in show organization. And I think that's something that I'm going to dig into in the next couple of years, like get together with people working on that and shadow them a little bit and learn about what they do. Um, because I, I have, you know, I have some experience with large shows, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with theme parks and stuff and all of the, the different aspects that go into it is pretty interesting. Um, and that's, you know, that's the kind of thing where you just kind of sidle up to somebody and be like, so, uh, How's how's this work? You need help? You need a little help? They always need help. <laughs> oh, yeah. Volunteering is the best way to do anything, mm -hmm. you know. And so for the people out there who maybe want to get interested in showing but are not quite ready to do it, that's the best way. Go to a show, support, groom, talk to the organizers, see how you can help. I think that volunteering for the show organi organizers um, is you know, a very <laughs> difficult word, organizer. I think that that is... 
a great way to alleviate first timer nerves or long time mm -hmm. away nerves. Um, because when you're grooming for somebody, there's a certain aspect of I don't want to let this person down and I don't want to be in the way and stuff like that, unless you know, you're best friends or whatever, but even maybe. Um, whereas when you go to the show organize or, or whoa, wow, <laughs> second time. I think that's the position I'm sitting in. I'm leaning forward for whatever reason. I got excited. And I lost the ability to speak. Well, it's only a single word, so maybe teapot, we should slow it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> need speech la, 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 exercises. La. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, um, the show volunteering people. lets you watch the show take place around you, and you see so many people doing all the things, and you go, "I see the progression." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so like. Because I volunteered at this same event a couple months ago, I knew exactly where to go. I didn't have to think about any of it because I had watched hundreds of people do it already. See, I that is awesome. I think that's so awesome. You've seen people do it. You knew where to go. You were familiar. Yeah, there was no question. There was no trepidation like, I don't know where the show office is. I don't know where to park. I don't know where the hose is. No, I knew all of it already. I had directed people to these things already. I think so. that's such a huge thing. That's such a huge thing. Well, and, and so you know my interest in one day, hopefully doing more, you know, a, like a limited endurance mm -hmm. or a limited distance or endurance ride. Um, frankly, I think endurance is a pipe dream. My body can't handle, but, you know, it's it possible. But so my way of kind of getting involved is being an official mm -hmm. or stewarding and, you know, being a show secretary or a scribe for the veterinarians and learning what goes into it. So I could see like, oh, okay, this is how things run. This is what's expected. This is um, what most people need. This is the things people are missing. These are the things that can go wrong. And, you know, it ends up being a way to like physically prepare myself. Yeah. You know, it really becomes, if you look at it as part of a long-term plan, like if I step back and I say, my my natural competitiveness says, I want to do all the shows, rack up points, become the most amazing beginner novice competitor of all time. Because uh, that's a thing. It is. It absolutely is. Um, they have championships. It's insane. That's an existence when I was a teenager. I'm just saying. Um, but it, if my brain is saying, I want to do all these things and my pocketbook is saying, well, you're not going to, and my training philosophy is saying, well, you have to slow it way down because that's not how you train your horse either. So I can take all that energy volunteer and in exchange, I get tons of experience at the event, not in the saddle. And I probably get like a schooling certificate. And I meet people in the community. And so it becomes part of this long-term thing. So I show, let's say I show three times and I volunteer four times. I've still gone to seven events throughout the season. I've met people. I've acquired schoolings that I'll need. And I know so much more about the event and the other people there and how I want to approach things that it really becomes part of a long-term training plan. And I don't think, well, number one, I don't think that's occurred to me before. Number two, I, I don't think anybody really talks about it that much in terms of spreading out your aspirations. And I think that's really important for us because we don't have time to be single-minded. 
Um, so if we spread out and we say, this is what, if I were 16, I would do this in a year. But because I am 40, I am going to do it over the course of four years. Yeah, because t- balance, we mm-hmm. don't have it. We don't have it. And I think that's a really interesting perspective that maybe has not been touched on before. It's certainly not anything I've ever heard before. Um, but, you know, for a lot of people, competition is a way of kind of setting and achieving goals. Mm-hmm. Right. And then seeing how you've progressed, right, from someone else's opinion, right, Uh, judging whatnot. And I think that it's almost silly to not volunteer and to not get all that information. It's from an adult, right? Like, of course, children, they're going to have a different perspective and time balance. But I think it's a really good idea for anybody who's interested in doing something to volunteer for the organizers or volunteer behind the scenes first to see really, and it gives them some empathy too Mm -hmm. for the people showing. And then when you're showing, you also realize how little the organizers care if you had a spill, as long as you're okay. Right. (laughs) Like there's nothing to be embarrassed about. There's nothing. Oh, you took, sorry, your walk wasn't as free as you wanted it, but it's really, it's your, you against yourself in the arena a lot of times. Yeah. And I think people don't realize that. And I think everyone's watching all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, especially at events where you're not really waiting around for your ride, no one's watching you. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. No. I didn't watch any rides. I didn't have time for that. I mean, and and speaking as a, you know, as a volunteer, um, you know, working the, the check-in desk at Dressage. I'm not watching you ride. I'm checking you in and trying to balance everybody. And you're sneaking past me <laughs> going into your test. And I don't know who's in the ring. And the judge is radioing me. And um, yeah, I don't have time to watch you. Nobody's watching you. It really is you against you and whatever handful of people you might have brought with you. <laughs> right. Cheering you on. And uh-huh. they only want you to do well. Right. Mm-hmm. They're only there. To, no one's trying to sink your ship or anything like that. Yeah. Nobody has um, time to judge you. Maybe one or two people out of 100 might be passing by and go, let's watch that rider. But mostly. <laughs> most people are busy. Yeah. Like living our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, handling the other riders. I can't tell you how many times there's been like a loose horse that like, you know, half the people are trying to corral or and calm down and see the vet. And, you yeah. know, there's always some in the background because it's not. But we we as people tend to get very self-centered yeah right as as things go without Um, realizing that if I'm only paying attention to myself and being self-conscious about myself so are everyone else right the person next to me is internalizing and staring at herself the same way (laughs) yes I think that's really good to to do and I think the repetition volunteering and just getting familiarization repetition, right? Where you're doing something, you're getting habituated to it and and it becomes just muscle memory. Like all those things are only going to make the horse show prep better. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you do enough horse shows, just have your horse show grooming kit ready to go. You know, you don't have to worry about packing and packing. If you're going to be showing often, have your kit ready to go. Have your show clothes in in a nice bag with, you know, show helmet and all separated and then just grab and go. What? You have a deer in headlights look there. Oh, it was, um, so I live near a mine. <laughs> oh, no. And there was just a blast. The whole oh, house. I did not hear it. I... It's not, It's. it was a little audible. Sometimes it's not audible at all and stuff just shakes. This was a little audible and stuff shook. 
I saw your face and I was like, did I speak? <laughs> it was a little bit like an earthquake. Uh- <laughs> well, in Florida, you can't be sure if there's like a new sinkhole opening up ever. Well, so- that's the thing. Or the, they think that the blasts might create sinkholes. So um, so anyway. Uh- I'll try. I'll try. On that there's nothing note- under me but chalky limestone and water. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's fine. It's- You're there in a wing and a prayer. Well, <sighs> the water's so- delicious. Do you have any last minute notes before we move on to adulting wins of the week about horse show prep? So I do have them. something important. Yes. Don't have horse show tack. Don't have horse show only riding clothes. If you have one pair of, of spotless breeches, then you need to buy the exact same brand in, you know, black or dark blue or whatever you want that'll last. And you need to ride in those. Get you need to, to ride in the same things that you school in. That is so important. And I still hear about people buying show-only stuff that's completely different from what they school in. And that just that's just one more way that you chips away at your balance and it chips yeah. away at your comfort level when you get into the saddle. And you already have so many things chipping at that when you're at a new place that the very least you should feel 100% comfortable and familiar in your boots and your breeches and your saddle. That makes sense. It would be like putting on a pair of high heels that you've never, ever, ever worn and you're not used to and then expecting you to be able to just walk away in them Mm -hmm. and not fall down. Yeah. Right? So ride in your show clothes, get comfortable, get used to them. That's a great – that's something I never even thought of. It's (laughs) – I, I just I see conversations sometimes where somebody will say, "Oh well, I show in these." And I'm like, "Are you a mad person? What, what are you riding?" In? And when I was a kid, it was like you know full chaps and stuff like that. And um, you know everybody rides in breeches and tall boots now, which is wise. Just um, wear the same ones. I, I've seen a lot of fuss online about, "Well, is this good enough to show it?" How close do you think the judge is getting to you? <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> Just polish it up a bit. The saddle has a crack on the seat. Your ass is on that crack. It's okay. <laughs> no one can see it. <laughs> yeah, people definitely get lost in the minutia, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I even well, use the, I use the same saddle pad I use every day. And eventually I'll probably buy, you know, a show-only version of that saddle pad. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I haven't changed anything. I'm just washed everything. No, that's good. And and your horse is used to that. So not only you as the rider, but your horse is used to that. If you start switching up the tack, that tack could fit different. It could pinch. Mm -hmm. It could pull. It could definitely rub hairs. And then suddenly you're like, why horse is acting different? Hmm, I wonder why. So (laughs) it's good. Keep things simple. Consistency. Because they're looking to you for consistency too. They're going, "Uh, I'm in a strange place. What happens? The saddle goes on. Oh, okay. We're doing this. The same thing we yeah. do every day. You know, we're yeah, just, just doing just it. Just a different place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, that might be like the, the smartest thing I think I've ever heard out of your mouth. Thank you. It's my proest of pro tips. Just keep it as simple as possible. <laughs> yeah, for real. Keep it simple, stupid. I love mm. it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, adulting wins of the week. Adulting wins of do the I week. Do I think, can I guess where your adulting wins going to go? Uh, <laughs> that's almost too easy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll make it, I'll make it cute for you. Ooh, My adult of the week things. is that I smiled 
all the way through a dressage test, my mother would have been so freaking proud. <laughs> like a real smile or like a, my mom's going to yell at me if I don't smile? Like smile. a huge, I'm having the ride of my life smile. Yeah. I almost, when he went into the ring, and so you go down the center line and immediately track left. I don't know. It actually track right. Anyway, so he goes straight down towards the judge, doesn't look faced at the judge, Nice little bend to his neck and then rounds right around me and goes into the corner. Again, horse doesn't go in arenas. Goes right into the corner, you know, and bends around my leg and goes up. I literally almost burst into tears. I had hotness in my eyes that was not because it was 98 degrees. I could not believe he was just going to do it. Proud mama moment. So proud. Like, he's just going to do it. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Is that just, and I couldn't stop after that. And that was why, like, um, by the time I got, I did that, by the time I did that free walk and he was like, I'm just going to stretch and walk along. Uh, the last, the last move was a, a medium walk. And I knew in somewhere in the back of my lizard brain that a medium walk was a march and i just kind of let him stroll because <laughs> he was him. so good i think anyway. i got a six it was like uh, it's time to halt it's hot <laughs> you're good <laughs> no so, yeah. that's amazing it there's was, nothing better than that feeling it was a truly this culmination of five freaking years you know of like Someday, this is going to be a good little dressage pony. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And and you haven't been able to work. You didn't have him on the property for a while. And then when you did have him on the property, you were still figuring things out. So you've only had him in regular work for a few months. Yeah. This is a, a, a huge, a but huge I put that thing foundation on him when he was, of course, much younger. And I'm pleased with that foundation because when I did that, that was riding two or three days a week and saying the only thing that matters because I don't have time to ride regularly and I will not have time to show or money to show. The only thing that matters is making this a good horse. Yeah. And well, and the foundation doesn't go away. That's what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. If your horse doesn't get ridden in a month or a couple of weeks or six months, they don't lose their foundation. Right. They don't forget it's in their those brain. things. That's right. You just muscle and that's them up a again. Good and foundation. Go. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's why you want it. Yeah. I think that's incredible. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I, I mean, like a I, I couldn't. That's 98 degrees in Florida in summer and a show. Like you're basically the the antithesis of me. Listen, I went against all of my own ethics in doing that. And I, and I, you know, I worked really hard. To, for one thing, I watched him graze during the day and the horse grazes in full sun in the middle of the day. So I said, okay, if I'm doing next to nothing on his back, then it's essentially like he's at home, number one. And so that, so I said, okay, I'm going to do next to nothing on his back, just the trot in the ring, we're done. And then I prepped as best I could for him with, I, uh, I bought Gallagher's water, which he loves he's like this water tastes like pie like he went insane (laughs) for the gallagher's water so he was hydrated and um i provided him with a lot of cookies oh and i put mentholated poultice on his legs before i brought him home so that any road heat would kind of be counteracted by the menthol soaking in to his legs. so i did a lot of things to try to make it 
as comfortable as possible because yeah i'm not an excessive heat warning kind of girl and i only rode twice the week before because it was so hot yeah yeah i so, get that summer is a hard time to keep consistent with regular work yeah so that's another reason to like dumb it all the way down literally i rode him sunday and i rode him friday i think something like that for like half an hour just mostly walking and halting just be like remember saddles good we're going to a show tomorrow <laughs> no but but i think that's the way you do it mm -hmm. that's the way and he was like yep i remember and you're like okay great like yeah. and then you and then you still had pony left even though it was hot right because right. you didn't overwork him the day or two before right so yeah. i worked really hard to keep it right and i brought myself smart water because i knew i wouldn't want to eat and i was pretty convinced i was like gonna give myself that water poisoning and die mm -hmm. so i was like electrolyte water <laughs> and i didn't die so there, like, you're, you're here, you're talking. Right there. You did it. Survival. Yeah. Adulting win of the week. Natalie lives. I lived. <laughs> well, so what's yours? I mean, mine is, it's a big deal for me. So this may not be a big deal for everybody, but those other fellow adulters for real out there, you know, you, you're going to get it. Um, I have been, I rode my pony like three times in a week. Nice. Which is huge and i've been to the barn two other times so i've been to the barn like four or five times in a whole week mm. which never happens especially in the summer when i have the kids and i'm completely under overwhelmed with the amount of work i have to do before i go out of town but i got to spend because i've been feeling so guilty yeah i've last been feeling time you so were just guilty massively under horsed under bummed out about it oh so bummed and so i've been sneaking away and I've been riding, you know, light rides, but mm -hmm. I've been tracking them. So I've been using Equilab to track my rides. And I have a couple of friends that, you know. I have to we, add you. Yeah, I have to add me. I've got one of our clubhouse members is, is a friend of mine. Oh, let's start a clubhouse Equilab group. We should start that. It'd oh, be we're doing fun. That yeah. And then people, because I always make really funny comments on my Equilab, like, I'm gonna, I'll pull open mine today. I love it when people are like candid. Oh, I'm very candid. And so, first of all, my GPS is hilarious on it, but it says uh, forward, just forward, super humid, no gas in the pony. Okay. <laughs> but fun fact, I know his tricks. So, um, so he literally, he was like sucking back. Like he was, it was too humid. He was really, really hot. So I was like, okay, well, we're not going to do transitions today. So I told Leanna, who's at my barn, I said, Leanna, can you put out that cross rail? Can you just make it to ground poles and she said absolutely i said we need to bring out the happy sticks to make ferris go <laughs> so the second that he saw the bending line towards the happy sticks that's forever what i'm calling them now <laughs> he he woke up he started jigging i had to hold him back he was so <laughs> excited so happy and he said oh suddenly we can trot amazing <laughs> and so that's what we just did. We were like focusing on just coming in nice and even and not like trying to launch over the ground happy sticks, you know, because he sees ground poles and he's just like hunter mode. Like he's like, oh, my God, we're going to play with the sticks. It's going to be great. We're going to go over them. <laughs> you know, so I, I told her, I said, you're on the ground. Can you just pull out the happy sticks? And so I was able to like change his mindset and get him from woe to go. And then we found that nice, even medium. Um, but, yeah, it felt great. I mean, he's he's in need of a chiropractor. Uh, I could feel it, but uh, yeah, I've had some really good rides, and so I'm happy. Like that's all I really want in life is a couple good rides. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I rode my friend's horse who I've ridden before. He's super sweet. He's a draft cross, so he's quite large. Um, I mounted him on a two-step mounting block somehow. We had to turn it on its side. 
but I did it. And then we rode around her neighborhood in like busy New Jersey um, on the street Ooh, with her thoroughbred. So you know, it was great because it's a horsey neighborhood. Everyone's got horses. Mm. And it's a little like big circle. So there was only one car I saw the whole time. Um, and the horses are so used to it. It's their backyard. It's where they do cool out walks. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it was great for me to get on a horse I didn't know and catch up with a friend um, who you guys might know, Allison from Reading Out Equestrian. She invited me out. And so I'm hoping that we get out a little bit more because her horse needs a little bit more exercise and uh, and delight, you know, is obviously disappointing that he, we can't do too much with mm-hmm. him right now. So, uh, yeah. So I have some hope that maybe I get on a trail. It always feels like such an accomplishment when you ride another horse. Yeah. You know, you're like, I did a whole job today. Yeah. I got on a horse. And he did. He d- he's a good boy, but he did mm-hmm. test me. Like mm-hmm. he, there was a couple of times like he tried to turn for home or he would like slow down and like try to eat grass. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We know what you're doing. And he was like, okay. You know, and he just kept going. It was never a big deal. Nobody mm-hmm. who didn't know horses probably wouldn't see it. But uh, it was fun. Like it was fun. So mm, invigorating. That's the word of the week. Yeah. And I'll have to post a picture actually because um boy did I look a lot taller than her on her thoroughbred. <laughs> <laughs> You're a giant at last. I'm not used to being the tall person. <laughs> it was a nice feeling. And then in a couple of weeks, you know, I'll be riding the Icelandic horses. So I'll be I'll be feeling just my size. It's like Goldilocks. <laughs> That'll be good for you. Like I think so. Get some get some thigh muscle going on there. <laughs> I did lose it a little over the summer. I was hoping to leg up for like my five days of riding, but yeah. um, you know, we'll just have to go with what we got. <laughs> Let me tell you something really quick about thighs. Um <laughs> last night last night I rode like in the rain because the storm would not clear out and the thunder like finally let up and I went out and I was riding in the rain and it was about 74 degrees, so it was like nice. 20 some degrees cooler than it has been. And Ben got the zoomies. I was like, oh my God, I haven't felt this in a while. And he was, yeah. he was being a bit of a maniac. So I was focusing on like just like controlling his pace. And so I was, my thighs were really long because I was trying to like post very slowly. And then this morning, I, I, uh, I did a yoga practice that was mostly like thigh and, and hip focused <gasps> when I started doing the lo- low lunges which I'm not good at lunges anyway but the bird I hadn't <laughs> felt that kind I was like oh this is terrible please let's do a different position <laughs> it's so not a funny. good combination it's so funny how like body aware you get like mm-hmm. and that's why it's good to ride other horses right because you're using the same muscles a lot of times um but I got on Ferris today after riding Arnie yesterday big size difference like a two-hand size mm-hmm. difference and one was a western saddle and then I read and I got on I was like oh oh my hips out like yeah. I feel it like I feel my hip is unbalanced and my pony definitely was super crooked today and I was like oh it's me like <laughs> I'm the problem and so it's funny how you kind of like learn what muscles you can use and you strengthen those muscles and then you ride a different horse and you're like nope don't have them nope so now I'm working different muscles that's weird the shape yeah when you change the shape then they just don't do the same thing <laughs> Yeah. And he has a lot more rounder, you know, the draft and, and, you know, it was a Western saddle too. So like, there was a lot of things that were kind of going not in my direction. So it was funny. So today I'm actually a little bit like I didn't do more than like a little 
bit of walking yesterday and then today I'd walk and then trying to get some trots. I sat some counter as we were trying to like control the speed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm I'm sweating. Like it, I got, I worked. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Weird Horse Girls, Heather here. Wanted to let you know about something very exciting. Natalie and I are rolling out a Patreon page for our listeners. That's right. So this won't be the same old content that's on all the players. Oh, no. What we're going to be doing is offering three major things to you. One, Patreon members will be able to ask us questions, and we're going to answer them on the air. We're also going to be doing a monthly bitch session where we're going to be talking about a topic completely unfiltered and full of opinions. And three, any bonus episodes that we publish will be given to you exclusively early before it's launched on major players. So join our Patreon and can't wait to see what you guys think. <laughs> 